0: Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host Victor Manash. Economic downturns put entrenched players with market share on the defensive. They experience a drop in revenue, and then do everything they can to hang on financially. Those who can go on the offensive can acquire great business opportunities. Everything seems to be on sale. That's what it was like in the wake of 2008. The pandemic, however, didn't create those conditions, at least in a broad sense. On today's show. We're talking about the economic impact of an airport. It's strange to think of an airport as an important community amenity, particularly after we've experienced nearly 18 months of dramatic impact to air service. But air service is a vital function for a city, without which its growth will be very limited. Many of the major airlines are reporting business at about 60% of pre-pandemic levels. Some major airlines with heavy exposure to international travel are experiencing much lower demand. thinking of airlines like Cathay Pacific, where passenger loads are still down 95.3% compared with the same period in 2019. The biggest change in aviation happened in the wake of the 9-11 terrorist attacks. The days of showing up at your flight just before the departure time, those days are over. As a result, passengers are spending more time inside the airport than ever before. Airports get their revenue from three main sources. Number one, landing fees. Number two, parking. And number three, shopping, including food and beverage. Major airports have been redesigned to carry increasing passenger loads, but most importantly, to find ways for people to spend money during those long wait periods in the secured part of the terminal. It used to be the case where three out of the top five airports in the world were all in the U.S. Atlanta, Los Angeles, and Chicago held those positions, with Beijing and Dubai filling out the rest of the top five. Once the pandemic is over, the number of airline passengers is expected to eventually surpass pre-pandemic levels. Much of that growth is going to come from Asia. In 2019, Tokyo's Haneda Airport passed Chicago in terms of passenger traffic. There is so much growth happening in Asia. But for now, the global air industry is depressed as a result of the pandemic. Eventually, demand will come back. And so far, less than 26% of the world's population have ever set foot on an aircraft. Pre-pandemic forecasts were for global travel industry to double in terms of passenger traffic. Major airports all have capacities in excess of 40 million passengers a year. These are huge numbers. Even up-and-coming cities like Charlotte, North Carolina, connect more than 50 million passengers a year. When you think of the level of business that can be supported by these transportation hubs, there are tons of business opportunities. Food concessions inside the airport attract some high operating costs, but the stream of customers is continuous. These can be great business opportunities when they become available. Airport parking is another one of those lucrative uses for land. The barrier to entry is low, and the revenue is high on a per-square-foot basis. The shuttle bus service to the terminal contributes to a higher-than-average operating expense, but these are still very profitable businesses. They're not very sexy businesses, but they're very profitable. Logistics warehouses near the airport can also be excellent sources of revenue. About half of the revenue of an airport is paid by the landing and departure fees charged to the airlines for carrying passengers. It's embedded in the ticket price. Concessions and parking make up the rest. Food makes up about 65% of concession sales at most airports. This is everything from the overpriced bottle of water to the sandwich or the salad. Some airports have regulations preventing charging more than street side pricing. But you can pull a lot of revenue in a small space. For example, there's a restaurant in Indianapolis called Harry and Izzy's. It's a small restaurant inside the terminal. They have a full service bar and with just 15 tables, they're managing to bring in about $3 million a year in revenue. The kitchen is smaller, the menu is smaller, everything is smaller except the revenue. Food prep time is also a lot smaller. When someone's waiting to board a flight, the meal's got to be served in 10 minutes. And for others who are looking for a place to sit during a multi-hour layover, you can take a little bit more time to prepare their meal. Some brand name coffee shops have really long lineups out the door. Customers often don't have 20 to 30 minutes to wait for a coffee. I don't recommend brands with low name recognition. A number two or number three brand can often be a great business. A local eatery with a strong brand recognition can also be a low-cost entry into a high-volume market. The design of these spaces requires the use of time as a competitive advantage. That means that in addition to having a sit-down section, having a takeout counter is equally important. Prepared meals, like salads and sandwiches, can be high-volume sellers, even if the exact same menu items are not on sale in the city. Restaurants can be great businesses now is the time when revenues are down to consider going on offense and jumping into the business. Airport concessions are typically leased as a partnership with the airport. It can be on a fixed rent or a rent plus revenue share. The revenue share model lowers the risk for the operator. This dislocation in aviation is an opportunity that likely will not surface again in our lifetime. As you think about that, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. Talk to you again tomorrow.